0: Welcome back to episode 57 of the FPL Draft Up podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to game week 14. Welcome back to the FPL Draft Up podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview, uh, looking ahead to the midweek game week 14. Now I'm recording this uh, late Sunday afternoon. The uh, early kickoffs have all kicked, well, most of the early kickoffs have all kicked off apart from the uh, Burnley and Spurs game which was postponed and I'm currently looking out my window now at uh, some of that snow that's gradually made its way down south. Uh, The Chelsea Man United game is about to kick off in about 10 minutes so if I mention anything in this pod which later sounds to be ridiculous because someone went down clutching their knee you know why. As there is such a tight turnaround between now and the Game Week 14 waiver deadline, this episode isn't going to have the same structure that the Game Week previews usually have, just in the interest of time. So obviously, as I said, I'm recording this late Sunday afternoon. First game of Game Week 14 kicks off on Tuesday evening, which means that the waiver deadline is tomorrow evening, so that's Monday evening, with the final door shutting at 6 o'clock GMT on Tuesday So what I thought I'd do is just quickly run through the fixtures for game week 14 and then as we go through each fixture in turn, maybe just say how I think that game's going to go. Maybe pick out a few players from that uh, fixture that I might be interested in. I think that's probably the easiest way to go about it. So let's get into it. So the first fixture is Newcastle against Norwich, which is obviously a massive game for the relegation battle. Newcastle... Haven't really looked to have turned things around very much since Eddie Howe came in. He's obviously only been stood pitch side for the last game. Norwich, on the other hand, have looked a lot better, even from the game before Smith came in, because obviously uh, Fark was sacked uh, following a Norwich win. And if Norwich could get a win here, which I think there's a pretty good chance they do, then, then they'll, their tails will be right up for the rest of the season, um, and they'll fancy themselves to try and get themselves out of trouble. If Newcastle don't win here, though, they're in real trouble. I think they're in real trouble anyway. The worst thing for both teams here is if this just gets played out as a draw and there's a good chance the way the game goes that Newcastle might end up settling for a point. Because of uh, picking up fifth yellow cards, Newcastle are going to be without uh, Matt Ritchie and Jamal so which are obviously two pretty key parts of their defence. Not that any of their defenders have covered themselves in glory much this season, but if you're going to pick two that you didn't want to lose out on from a Newcastle point of view, it's them. Norwich were pretty wasteful in that last game against Wolves, or so Wolves. To be fair, um, where either team could have could have won, but I think a draw was probably fair there. If I had to pick a winner right now, it would be Norwich, even going against the the home advantage. The main players that you're going to be looking at picking up probably have already gone, which is Timu Puki. If you're looking at um, a slightly more punty pick, uh, someone like a Todd Campwell uh, or even a Billy Gilmore. Uh, If you did want to get get in on that. Equally, their defenders wouldn't be the worst shout this week. There would definitely be a few Norwich defenders going on the waiver wire. And if you were really looking to uh, try and have an impact uh, in a head-to-head matchup, bring in one or two Norwich defenders could be a good differential for you. Next game is Leeds against Palace. I think this will be a pretty close game. Again, could see it being a draw. I think... um, Crystal Palace have probably got a bit more going for them at the moment over Leeds but obviously going against the home advantage there as well. We saw Eze get his first minutes off the bench in that last uh, defeat against Aston Villa for Palace and I wonder if if they might look to give him his first start in this midweek game and then give him a rest again at the weekend as a way of facing him back in. He's still available in a decent number of leagues and we all know how good he can be when he's back up and firing. From a Leeds point of view we're still waiting for Bamford to come back in. Uh, their last outing against Brighton was a really Dreadful game and there wasn't really any any quality up front at either end. We know from last year that um, they can't always be relied on for a clean sheet, but usually good for a goal or two. And we're just not even seeing that so far this season. It's really hard to advocate for any of the Leeds guys, apart from the obvious ones like Rafinha. Other than that, I'd, I'd probably avoid. Next, we move on to Wednesday where the bulk of the games are. There are six matches on the Wednesday evening, starting off with Southampton against Leicester, which is, again, I think will be a pretty tight game. Which is, I think, generally the theme for a lot of these this uh, game week fourteen matchups. I think there's going to be lots of different opinions over who are going to be the good pickups, um, and should be plenty of room to uh, to get an edge, especially in head to head matchups. I think people are going to look at these fixtures and, and go in very different directions. So so Southampton against Leicester, uh, I'm looking at that uh, as a Leicester win. I think there'll be goals in it for for both teams. Southampton looked pretty poor against Liverpool. They carved out a lot of chances and probably should have put one or two away themselves. Leicester obviously um, just finished watching them in that snowy performance against Watford four two, which is a pretty classic Leicester performance based on how the season's going. They can't keep a clean sheet for love nor money. I don't expect them to again against Southampton, so I'll definitely avoid their defence but if any of their attackers are, are in the pot you know your Barnes, madison has obviously just come off a massive game two assists and a goal his value has been just slowly sinking with each game week this season and i'm pretty certain he'll be in a few waiver piles especially for the slightly smaller leagues six seven eight man leagues i think he'll definitely be in there for some of you and he could be worth picking up just to see if his if his uh good game becomes becomes a good little run of games Next is Watford against Chelsea. Probably going to stick with the theme here again and pick another away win. Watford look pretty terrible at the back. though. have obviously got a goal in them, but against Chelsea, I think they'll be far too strong at the back to let Watford through uh, in this game. I said in the last pod that I I expected Leicester to to come back with a bang against Watford. I just felt that that was quite a nice time fixture from a Leicester point of view. Uh, Watford as I said being a bit giddy off that uh, big victory against Man United uh, and Leicester obviously just put them to the sword in in the game earlier today from a Chelsea point of view um, obviously a few changes in the lineup in the game that's uh, just kicking off now as I record this Uh, Ziyech, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Werner all starting up top. Um, Chalibus slotting into the back and Loftus-Cheek in the middle as well. Marcus Alonso obviously has come in as we expected for Chilwell. Obviously not really surprising that the main backup left wing back comes in when the left wing back gets injured. Although there were some rumours about different guys maybe being tried there. So obviously this is uh, just a a three-day turnaround so I expect there will be changes again. And I think there could be quite a few changes. It wouldn't shock me if we saw Christensen come in. Aspilicueta could come in for for a game. Uh, Tiago Silva might get rested. I think the midfield will largely stay the same. And then up top, that whole front three could equally just be be switched out. So obviously today it was uh, Werner, hudson Roy, and Ziyech. And that could equally look like Lukaku, Havertz and Mount. Uh, even a six in there so they've got lots of options and I expect there will be a lot of changes for that midweek game especially being uh, a more easy fixture so if any of those guys that I mentioned to come in are in your waiver pile they could be worth a little short-term pickup then we've got West Ham against Brighton again I can see that being a relatively tight game but one that I think West Ham will probably come through we saw Masuaku come in for uh, Jared Bowen in today's fixture. I think that's probably just to give Bowen a rest, knowing that it was going to be a pretty hard game to get a result in anyway. Although, the way that game panned out, they might regret that they didn't go with the full strength, um, you know, regular 11 for that game because City weren't quite at the races in the second half. Brighton, again, um, poor up front. Mopay came in alongside Trossard. Obviously, we've just seen Trossard by himself. And. Based on that performance, I think they could revert to Mopé being on the bench and it just being trossed up there by himself. There has been some talk about um, Lacardia coming in for a game or two, but I think that's a bit too risky to to assume he gets a starting place. Um, so I think they'll probably revert to the sort of uh, lineup that they have done uh, from sort of game weeks uh, 10, 11, 12. There are probably one or two of their defenders in your waiver pile, but against West Ham, it's probably not the, the safest bet. Next, another tight game: Wolves against Burnley. Now, Burnley against Spurs was obviously postponed today. We did get the lineups out before the postponement was announced. I mean, Burnley aren't the hardest team to predict their starting eleven anyway. But uh, just for point of record, the lineup that they were going to go with against Spurs was Pope goal, Taylor, Me, Collins in for uh, Tarkovsky. who has got a suspension for five yellows. Lauten, McNeil, Brownhill, Court, Goodmanson, Cornet, and Wood. Um, I think the main standout there is probably Goodmanson, who's definitely not a reliable starter. And if we assume that they're just going to roll with the same 11 that they may be prepared for going into the Spurs game, then Goodmanson is is a a nice little differential um, to pick up. When he does get a run of games, he has been pretty Uh, prolific in the past and it's probably the one that's most likely to be available. Your cornets and your woods are probably already mopped up or they should be. So yeah he would be the main one to think about there. For Wolves plenty of their defenders should be available if you're backing them to keep a clean sheet. On the face of it it probably looks like a relatively safe clean sheet as these fixtures go but I would really fancy Burnley to get a goal there so not one that I'd personally be banking on. Then we've got Villa against Manchester City. I think City will be a lot more at it in that game uh, they were obviously without Foden and Graylish today who are who a big miss for them in terms of a starting 11 for City uh, I'm not sure how much more they can rotate their bench was looking pretty flimsy today um, we know now that Laporte's going to be suspended he picked up his fifth yellow card today so John Stones will almost certainly come in Uh, to partner Diaz at the back. It then really just depends on who he thinks needs a rest. If anyone, we could see Zinchenko come back in again uh, or some of the lesser known names might come in like a Palmer or somebody. But otherwise, it's probably going to be a fairly similar 11 uh, to the one today. Fernandinho could get a run out in midfield. And for Villa, we're still really waiting to get a nail down starting 11 for them. Obviously, it was changed up a bit again at the weekend. Ashley Young came in. Uh, Buendia and Ings were dropped to the bench which was pretty surprising but I guess ended up working because they got the three points Um, so the jury's still out a little bit on how Gerrard sees that squad and a game against Manchester City is probably not the the most ideal game to judge them on because they're going to be looking to uh, just shore things up at the back. After that is the Merseyside derby, Everton against Liverpool. Everton are on a real bad run at the moment, obviously just lost 1-0 to Brentford. At the time of recording this, Rafa's still the manager, but I think there's a pretty good chance that uh, he's out the door pretty soon. Whether they decide to do that before the Merseyside derby, I'm not sure because it is such a tight turnaround, but there is a real danger that Liverpool go there, give him a good hammering, and the away support then, singing Rafa says his name, would be a pretty embarrassing swan song from an Everton point of view. Obviously there are never too many Liverpool assets to pick up on the waivers. We saw a bit of rotation uh, at the back again this weekend. uh, Robertson came back in for Simikas and Canate came in for Joel Matip. If Canate is in your waiver pile, he could be one to bring in again, although given the tight turnaround, it might be one that they've just given him as a chance to give Joel Matip a rest. And with the amount of rotation we're likely to see in this game week, you might opt to to go for someone who's a bit more assured of minutes, given that uh, your substitute bench is almost certainly going to come into play. On Thursday, it's Spurs against Brentford. Again, because of that Burnley postponement, we know the team that Tottenham were going to go with, which isn't hugely surprising, but just for, again, point of interest, it was uh, Lloris, Emerson Royal, Sanchez, Dyer, and Davies as the back three, Reggion on the left. Hojbjerg and Skip in the middle and Lucas, Son and Kane up top. So not hugely surprising. Maybe the only one there that was a bit of a toss up was uh, Davison Sanchez at the back. Obviously Romero's still out. So it was between him and Tanganga. I thought Sanchez is pretty lucky to be given a nod actually because he was absolutely terrible in that Europa Conference League game. But so were most of the Spurs squad. But assuming that's what they've worked on in training, then it's probably pretty likely that they go with that again. Although the Spurs game is on the Thursday so they'll have had you know two maybe three training sessions to get in before that game so probably less of a banker than Burnley in assuming that that's the the lineup and the final game uh, of game week 14 is Man United against Arsenal another tight game a hard one to call both teams have have individuals worthy of of winning any game Man United probably more in that camp and Ronaldo's been rested today so uh, it's probably pretty certain to start against Arsenal at home at the point of recording this uh, that United Chelsea game is about 10 minutes in and and United haven't crumbled so far I think you know especially from a short-term point of view for FPL um, I don't know who you'd really go for here you're not backing a clean sheet for either team for Arsenal uh, it looked like Saka had picked up a little uh, a little injury in that game against Newcastle so there could be room for one of their more fringe players to come in I think Lacazette's probably the obvious one and Aubameyang moves out left or they might decide to just go light for light and keep Aubameyang up top uh, and bring in uh, a Nodegaard or uh, even a Pepe to come in in that three behind or a Martinelli. He obviously came on for Saka and got his goal Um, but uh, I think it's probably a bit unrealistic to expect him to start away at Old Trafford. So that's it for this episode. As I said, just a short rambly one to talk through the games ahead of game week 14 uh, and to get a podcast out in good time for the waivers tomorrow. If there are any major talking points that come out of the Chelsea Man United game in terms of injuries, suspensions, etc. Then, you know, that might provide then an opening for a fringe player to come in. Uh, I'll probably just tweet something out. I'm not going to re-record anything now. The plan for next week is going to be pretty similar to to this one because that last game Uh, United Arsenal is on the Thursday we then have fixtures again uh, on the Saturday morning so that's Thursday the 2nd we then go into game week 15 uh, at lunchtime on Saturday the 4th so the wave deadline will be on the Friday so again it's just going to be a one day turnaround before the next game week so it might be another similar pod that I have to put out on Thursday to to uh, address the, the upcoming weekend. I know there isn't a huge uh, amount of time before that waiver deadline tomorrow, but uh, do go and check out FBLDraftHub.com and sign up to access the My Draft Hub features, which give you loads of completely free stats for your team and league. They also let you access the global dashboard, which can show you all the waivers uh, in and out that the whole draft universe are making worldwide. So you can see who everyone else is, is bringing in and getting rid of. And you can also look at player ownership stats, which is what I often... Uh, point to in my podcast as a way of identifying hidden gems. If you enjoy the pod or have been enjoying the pod, then make sure that you're subscribed and following so you don't miss out on any future ones. I imagine there will be a few questions ahead of uh, the waivers tomorrow and ahead of these few game weeks. And if there is a player who I haven't discussed today, which is going to be highly likely that you were wondering about, then just drop me a message in uh, uh, at Twitter. Uh, you can find me at FBL Draft Hub Pod. I know a few of the listeners. Uh, message me now and again pretty regularly anyway i'm always happy and, and enjoy chatting with people about their different decisions and it's just interesting to hear how other people's minds work so best of luck ahead of game week 14 the best advice i can give is to not forget your waivers and as i'm sure you all are remember to stay shook